Welcome into the Scuttlebucks Playoff Edition again, which is nice. We frequently get to do Scuttlebucks that are playoff editions. Hell, we got to do a Super Bowl edition. We'll see about this year. In fact, we'll discuss it momentarily as Tom and myself are ready to go. Tom from Mexico, me from Tallahassee, you from wherever it is you're listening to the program. We do appreciate it, and we appreciate our sponsors. Thank you very much to Bill Curry Ford. Don't forget to reach out directly to Bill Curry Ford, GM Sean Sullivan. He'll help you personally. You can find his email there at BillCurryFord.com, or you go to Bill Curry Ford, one mile north of the stadium on Dale Mabry Highway. Check out the showroom there in Tampa. Huge Bucks fans, big supporters. That's why Bucks players and coaches go there and purchase their vehicles. Bill Curry Ford has a nationwide lifetime warranty on new and used vehicles. Remember, Sean Sullivan's going to help you personally if you ask for it. Ask for the Joe Bucks fan discount while you're at it. BillCurryFord.com to check out the inventory. Welcome in, Tom. It should be fun. I, I got to tell you, if the Bucks win this game and move on to the NFC Championship, I think it'll be a minor miracle. Uh, I am I am a heavy lean to the Los Angeles Rams in this football game. but And I wanted to begin there because I don't know if you agree with me or disagree with me. But I also think that uh, it, it's it, there's a possibility that the Bucs win the game. It's interesting to me that they're favored. This is the Tom Brady factor. It has to be. Because if you're looking at personnel and problems with it, and the Bucs are just riddled with injury, and even guys that are playing in many cases are not anywhere close to full speed, it really is a, a hard path to victory. Yeah, I guess that's a bit of a deviation from what we were talking about on Monday. But as the injury realities set in, saw a good piece on Joe Bucks fan today talking about Ryan Jensen saying, expect him to play. But, you know, with Worfs being injured as he is, I, I've deviated from, uh, I felt very good to, I think we could still get it done because I think this defense is going to a place where it can carry you for a quarter, maybe three out of four drives, you get stops that you need or you flip field position. Matthew Stafford can be generous with the football as well. But yeah, in my mind, as I'm playing out this game on the chessboard, it, it's a defensive path to victory, kind of like last year's playoffs, more than it is we're at home, we're going to score 30 points because that's what we do at home. I, I don't expect to put numbers up in the mid to upper 30s in this game. I'm just hoping that 27 to 31 is, is enough to get the job done. That, that's the way I feel about the game as we sit on Friday. You picked the right path because I agree with you that if the Bucs win, it's going to be a defense that is able to get pressure on a quarterback that will give up the football. And obviously, if you're able to generate points defensively, pick six, strip sack, something along those lines, you can really swing a game pretty quickly. So the timing of those turnovers forced, the timing of those big moments in which you get stops will really be everything. I think the Bucs will have prolonged stretches where they don't move the ball well. Uh, and so that concerns me. You're going to have to win the field position battle. You're going to have to win this game in, in a way that you wouldn't have anticipated before the season. And that's the real problem. We said at the start, I go all the way back to the first Scuttle Bucks of this year in which we were basking in the glow of not only a Super Bowl championship, which ultimately was why you went all in and brought in Tom Brady. You had achieved your goal maybe even a year early. But we also, you know, obviously brought everybody back to, to try to, you know, rerun it. And we said on that particular podcast, if you go back, this is all about health. I mean, at the end of the day, it'll be if they're healthy, the Bucs will win the Super Bowl again. And I believe that. I believe if Godwin were not hurt, I believe that that backfield was intact. 
I believe if Tristan Wirfs was, was, health, Wirfs was healthy, I believe if that defense hadn't lost Levante David for stretches and he's still not 100%, he played his butt off, but he's not anywhere close to where he was. You know, if everybody was – if JPP basically was a sh not a shell of himself and we had that group back in full, I'd pick the Bucks here this weekend. I'd pick the Bucks on the road against Green Bay. I'd pick the Bucks to win the Super Bowl again. But the reality is, as it is with all teams that make a postseason run, You've got to get a little lucky with the injury bug. You got to find a way to avoid catastrophic injury for sure, but you've also got to avoid segment groups that can't simply afford to be anything less than full strength. And the offensive line for Tampa Bay has been the rock. We talk about Godwin, we talk about Brady, we talk about these superstars at skill positions, and for good reason. But none of that happens if this offensive line hadn't been intact for basically two years running. And this offensive line is the best pass blocking unit in all of the NFL. They're one of the best offensive lines, period. And now they're riddled with injury. And in particular, you have a pro bowler who has just been an, an elite player since coming into the league. And if he's down, we saw what the backup looks like. We saw Tom Brady getting sacked in this football game against Philadelphia. And Philadelphia ain't Los Angeles. Yeah, I think, you know, how do you counter that? Well, it's it's not easy. But the only way you could do it is to throw more bodies at the problem. A sixth offensive lineman keeping Gronk in for more plays instead of releasing him out into routes, which makes you worse as an offense. I mean, you got to move the pieces around and patch it together for one week and then hope that you get a little bit more healthier for the NFC title game if you could advance it this weekend. But the, the one thing that we talked about this as it happened in week three of the season, Los Angeles had to air it out. They had to, they had to make a statement with Matthew Stafford as quarterback in week three and beat the Bucs. And we were looking ahead towards the, the New England game. Clearly, that was one that, for Tom Brady between the ears, was a completely different game than any other regular season game he's played in his entire career. So they ambushed us. They were waiting for us. And the good thing is, to me, you have everything on tape from a fully motivated Los Angeles Rams football team that now you can review and use in this second matchup. There should not be any surprises. And where that gives me hope again is with Todd Bowles and the defense. So he got a good look at all the basics of what the Rams want to do. I know they traded Deshaun Jackson for OBJ, but actually the Desha Deshaun Jackson killed us in that game down the field. So you should see everything on film from the first matchup in terms of their games, how they get one-on-ones deep down the field, how they stretch the field. That's the thing that I like about this matchup is it's at home and we know what's coming. It's just a matter of can you stop it. Let's go through the participation chart. This was important. We were looking at this yesterday. Uh, by the time you roll around to Thursday and heading into Friday, if you've got guys that are questionable and they're not practicing at all, it's not that they can't play, but it certainly is cause for concern. So we start with the good news. Shaquille Barrett was a full participant in practice this week. That's good news. He, he made a difference, obviously, in this game last week. He had limited participation from Giovanni Bernard. He's obviously going to play, and he played an important role as well. They rested Tom Brady. He's good to go. Mike Edwards was a full participation. That is really important. He's one of the better players on this defense. He's emerged as the season has gone on. Uh, Surreal Grayson did not practice, still dealing with a hamstring. I wouldn't expect anything out of him. Here's where we start getting very concerned. Uh, Ryan Jensen did not practice. He's a warrior. They'll shoot him up. He'll play. Is he anywhere close to 100%? It would be of vital importance that he be close to that, given the interior of the Los Angeles Rams defense. Ronald Jones didn't practice, again, with the ankle problem. Uh, Steve McClendon was rested, by the way. Sean Murphy Bunning has had that hamstring problem. He did participate in a limited form. Rashard Perryman did not practice at all. Hip and abdomen 
Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, of course, they're arresting him. Uh, Josh Wells, who, who filled in over there for Tristan Wirfs and did so terribly, um, did not participate much, but did practice some with the quadriceps injury. Uh, Tristan Wirfs did not practice at all. I was hearing as early as this morning, Tom, that there's a chance Tristan Wirfs doesn't even play. If that's the case, uh, yeah, man, good luck. It's um, it's a one-week league right now. You got <laughs> That's a list. That's a list. There's no denying that. There are many names on that list. Yeah. Uh, at least Cyril Grayson, uh, I think it was on Thursday, put out an emoji that had stock rising. It was all he put out in a tweet. So maybe he can give you a bit of a deep thread in a couple of plays. Yeah, there, there, last year it all came together. Remember, Vita Vea was injured in the beginning of the playoffs. Came back he came, play. back, came back for Lambeau. Uh, you know, we didn't hide from it last year as we covered this on Scuttlebucks. The fact that David Bakhtiari was hurt for Green Bay was huge about, you know, how the NFC Championship was going to play out, especially in that second half when the front four dominated it and carried us home when Brady was throwing picks left and right. And then in the Super Bowl, we were kicking ourselves, and, and, and not in the bad way, but we're like, why are we banging our head against the wall in this game? Uh, Kansas City doesn't have either of their tackles. Our front four is really good. This game might actually be pretty academic, and it was. You know, these things need to conspire together in order to get you the luck that you need to put you over the top in a league that's so th the margin is so thin. It's working against us right now. But again, you get through this week. I don't know what the plan is. You might need fumble luck. You might need a three to one turnover advantage. Whatever it is, a couple of plays out of special teams where uh, a great gunner play. We we had the turnover last week on the muff punt from Philadelphia. Uh, a, a positive kick return. I'm grasping, but it's okay. You do have Brady to go finish the job if it's close in the fourth quarter. And if we get to that late second half situation and it's close, tell me you're not picking Brady first, second, and third when you're when you're looking at those two quarterbacks and their track records. No, I'm with you. You get it to the fourth quarter and let a legendary figure of the game have an opportunity to win it for you. Uh, you're never going to bet against Tom Brady. I think if you get to the fourth quarter of this football game and – the Rams look up and it's 20 to 20 and there's 10 minutes to play. And we're talking about Matthew Stafford versus Tom Brady. Yeah, man. Feel pretty good. Feel pretty good. I, I, I will say getting to that place as we're noting here <laughs> repeatedly is going to be difficult. It is really going to be difficult. I, you know, I also removed my bucks hat for a second, my fandom, my childhood team, um, my hometown. I, I got rid of all of that emotional uh, support, if you will, or baggage, depending on how you look at it. And I became me, the gambler, right. And me, the gambler, uh, obviously tries to be as objective as possible because fandom has nothing to do with trying to win money. And when I objectively look at the games this weekend, A, as a football fan, I'm elated. I mean, I can't believe our good fortune to get both Kansas City and Buffalo playing their very best brand of football and meeting this time of year. Here we go. What a war that's going to be. How beneficial uh, is it that we saw Cincinnati make the playoffs, win the division, and Joe Burrow's stock continues to rise with his brash performance at one after the other, facing a Derrick Henry-led now Tennessee Titans team. What a war that's going to be, a fun game that should be. And then, of course, when you look at Green Bay's uh, numbers against the run, uh, EPA per play and all that, it's, it's 28th in the league. It's terrible. San Francisco is one of the best running teams in all of football. There's a chance that's a game in the fourth quarter because San Fran runs the football. <laughs> 
and also Bosa practiced. So that's a big yeah. deal too about very the very big deal. Yeah, huge. So so I went through all these games and I found myself uh, contorted. You know, I was trying to I was tr trying to convince myself of things as I was trying to pick a side on the number, looking at the total, doing all those things, prop bets for players, the things that we all like to do. The easiest game for me, if I was being objective, was just to look at what I saw last week from the Rams. And I'll grant you, Arizona came limping into the playoffs, and my original hunch about Kyler Murray may be coming true. But anyhow, the Rams were flying around. This It was as if they had been waiting for this moment, and they got healthy at the right time. They seem to have, I mean, Cam Akers came back and looked good, which I'm happy for him, but, you know, that's bad news for us, et cetera. All those guys, it's like they realized, hey, man, we're about to be in salary cap hell. This is our time. We've anted up. Now go get it. Let's go. Meanwhile, the Bucs, comfortable win against an overmatched Eagles team, and I was proud of the way that they came out as divisional winners and took care with a home playoff game, as you and I documented last week. It's exciting for Tampa Bay to be able to have that as reigning Super Bowl champions, and they'll do it again this weekend, and the crowd should be great. It's all well and good, but man, by the end of that game, I think most Bucks fans were like me. They're like, okay, all right, look, this is going to be tough, because not having Tristan Wirfs, immediately you saw how much less of a team this was. And then when you're confronted with the reality of no Godwin and no AB going against that secondary and that pass rush, you're thinking, okay, so Gronk has to stay in, as you correctly noted, to help block because Wirfs is in trouble if he plays at all. Well, now you got one guy. You got one guy you believe in. It's Evans. And I'm pretty sure Jalen Ramsey can take him away. I just, yeah. it's, a it's a tough path. Yeah, the, the plan is to run right at him and hope. But the problem is where are you going to run? What direction? Because up the middle, if Jensen's not 100%, well, he's definitely not 100%. But if Jensen's not good, then you can't go there. Can't really run right, I wouldn't think. I don't know that it gets much better with Wells or whoever if you're trying to run right. You're going to have to have some actions, some counters, some powers, pin and pull, whatever concept you need in order to create those angles. That's going to have to be the way you do it. But you've got to run you got to run the ball right at the Rams because that creates the play-action opportunities where Brady is so good. I just don't know that you can – I don't know that step one is going to be achieved in order to get to step two. That That is the hard thing here. But it's a one-off, and you listed all those things about the Rams, and they were ready, and this is their time, and they're about to be in salary cap hell. It's strange, but as a defending Super Bowl champion, there is no pressure on us whatsoever, even though we're at home, even though we're the reigning champions – all of the pressure is on McVay. All of the pressure is on Stafford. And that doesn't usually matter in professional sports. But if you haven't done it and climbed the mountain and finished the job, the own personal demon set in, it's not like Stafford's impervious to throwing interceptions. It's just interesting. They go across the country and the pressure's all on them. There is absolutely no pressure on the Bucs to win this game because of the injury stuff. Yeah, and, and that's where, to reiterate, if you can get to Stafford or you force him to turn the ball over early, best case scenario seems an obvious statement. It is an obvious statement. But as a Bucs fan settling in to watch that game with the hopes of going to the NFC Championship, you better see a rattled Stafford. You better see a rattled Stafford because they've got weapons galore. They've got balance in the running game. I, I obviously think the Rams defense is going to do a better job of shutting down the Bucks offense than most teams would. So this has to be about that guy having the moment be too big. And you figure at his age and all that he's been through in those years in Detroit 
where it was just an exercise in futility year in and year out. They didn't have the weapons. They had no red zone offense to speak of. Everything was on him. They had no running game for many of those years. Well, now he's got everything. He's got Cooper Cup. He's got every. He's got the running. He's got everything you need. You've got a, a Pro Bowl caliber tight end, an all worldwide receiver, a great secondary receiver. He's got an elite defense when they're all healthy. He's got everything there is to go to the Super Bowl, and nobody could want it more than him at his age getting this opportunity. So let's hope, like hell, the mountain of that, the weight of that, the magnitude of that becomes too much in early, whether it's a pressure led interception a sack fumble, something gets into his head to make him think, along with that crowd. Fans are back in the stands, of course. Last year's playoffs featured none of that. You see a team start playing downhill. Rams get down because they turn it over early 7-0. The weight of all that could catch up to Stafford. We have to hope for that. You're right. I, I think that's the path. Other than that, if it's played straight up and both teams play their very best brand of football, given their personnel, Tom, I think the Rams will win by more than one score. Yeah, again, I, I could see the logic behind that. To me, one of the keys in this game is to get through two or three possessions and Leonard Fournette is still participating. I think yeah. he's going to give it a go. But we've seen a lot of guys in different position groups this season for the Bucks play games, then they're in, they're out. The secondary is one of those groups, the offensive line last week. If Fournette is still playing into that fourth or fifth drive, he doesn't suck. So, <laughs> he's, he, you know, he's a player who, listen, Maybe he's taking contact earlier than he'd like to relative to the line of scrimmage, but he can run a joker over one-on-one. -on -one. He's also got great hands out of the backfield, and there has to be a ton of quick game action. So if you get that weapon back, that helps because, you know, he'll rack up if he's healthy, I would think, minimum 15 to 20 touches. That's all you can do this game. Quick passes. I mean, it's going to be underneath check down Charlie stuff unless you're able to establish the run at a four yards a carry clip. I don't know that Brady's going to have enough time without without play action, but Lenny could be that feature player. We saw it all year. It's just a question of if he's healthy enough to do it, so we'll see if he's still standing in the second quarter. 2.1 seconds to throw after the Tristan Wirfs injury last week. It was the shortest amount of time for any quarterback in the playoffs to throw the football. I don't know how that's possible given what I saw the Rams do to Kyler Murray. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 you know, I mean, that's uh, – that's proof to your point. That's the evidence. He's going to have to get rid of the ball, but there's probably been nobody better in the game of football in the history of my, you know, watching football uh, at get, getting rid of it and knowing where he's going pre-snap and understanding what he's seen uh, from a defensive look standpoint. So, you know, you got the right guy for it. Yeah, I think this is a jumbo game, isn't it? I mean, you know, we'll see. They could go They could go four wide, want to spread it out and, and make the Rams declare from, from that spread perspective. But to me, who are you throwing it to on the outside, outside of Mike Evans? So, I mean, even if Grayson's healthy, even if he plays, what? Okay, so you got him and Scotty, and no, 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 no. To me, it's six offensive linemen, two tight ends. Maybe you bring in a, a fullback, you know, line Braid up back up there or whatever, OJ Howard, and then you make them declare from a jumbo. All right, that's fine. Your secondary beats our receivers. But if we've got seven or eight around the line of scrimmage and we're creating all types of angles and play action off of that, can you beat us that way? It's just this is not going to look like the Bucks at full speed. But in the NFL, with that quarterback, one week, still have enough playmakers. If we play something that's more akin to an old-school offense for a weekend, we did it last year in the playoffs. A lot of jumbo sets on the way to a, a Super Bowl. So I would imagine we'd see a lot more under, under center and stuff like that. My man Tom Lang infusing the hope. There it is. Let's all grasp T. Lizzie's approach to this game and hope that 
the Bucks for one day can piece it together and make it happen. Our thanks to Bill Curry Ford. Yes, Tom? I was going to say, Mexican margaritas have a way of infusing hope. <laughs> Enjoy the remainder of your time in Mexico. Uh, safe travels on the way back. To all of you out there, go Bucks. Thanks to Bill Curry Ford. Thanks to JoeBucksFan.com. We'll still have another one of these, win or lose. We'll put a cap on the season if that's what needs to be, or we'll celebrate in my mind, what would be a surprising victory, despite what that spread says. Uh, I would love to do that one. That's a that's a better podcast to do. I would certainly hope so. Go Bucks. We'll talk to you again on Monday. Be well, everybody.